Warning, this podcast contains language not suitable for children and some adults. Come along for the ride of your life. Hello, and welcome to the wrap-up episode of Oops, We Wrote the Multiverse! And on this episode, we are going to be wrapping up our Season 2, where we played Monster of the Week by Evil Hat Productions. Yeah, that was a coincidence. I didn't mean to pick another Evil Hat uh, game, but it did. Cause, welcome, Evil Hat. Because uh, <laughs> Blades in the Dark was also an Evil Hat game. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, we'll start this off with uh, Gabba. How was GMing? The simplicity of the rules made it really easy. That's good. And uh, like, what about the game itself? Was it like super, super fun to GM for you? Would you have picked a better party? Uh- <laughs> Whoa! Careful how you answer that. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, playing the game was fine. Uh, it was weird playing in a. I'm not used to playing in modern settings. Yeah, that was that was the biggest trip. I like me. that though. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, yeah it's you just put, we you always... put it right in our wheelhouse. Where we're like 2003, and we're like, okay, let's put our pop punk hats on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like the town that you picked was like a small, secluded town, so it's not like we can't go venturing off and like flying somewhere else or something. So that was kind of yeah. smart. It actually exists too. That town exists. Yeah, in Oregon. Yeah, right? yeah. Where we're so from cool. and based. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. And so, how was like how was the how did you come up with that story? Now the story's done and the listener knows, like, how did you, how was that for you? Originally, I had all that written out to be a uh, audio drama. So the story that you hear at the beginning of each episode, that was going to be the original story for the audio drama. And then I just kind of adapted it to the game kind of poorly. (laughs) Posh. It was good. I don't, I don't hate it, but could have done better. Mm. So the audio, go into that a little bit, the the audio drama that was part of, you know, were the listeners listening to a different story happening years and years ago, meanwhile, and then flashing back to, or flashing forward to our characters. So like, how was that, you know, that story that you put together and, and against our, our action? Uh, it's kind of, when I was doing it all, it was kind of like a movie playing in my head, basically. You know, you watch those movies and they show you like past events. You know, and you get little snippets here and there, and then eventually everything coalesces at the end, so mm-hmm. everything past and future meet. So that's kind of how I saw it going in my head. Yeah, that's oh, pretty cool. Nice. All right, we're gonna move right along uh, to Anne Marie. You played Hazel in this last season. How was that? And how did you come up with Hazel as a character? Well, I always usually just always play magic characters. That's just my thing. And then I was trying to think of like more Hermione Granger-ish, but maybe a little more attitude-y because like she's like slightly teenager, you know, like a young adult. Um, I thought that would be kind of fun. Like, so she, since we don't have a bunch of spells that we know how to use, like I had like fire, <laughs> like firebolt kind of thing. And I felt like as a witch, I feel like I should probably have known a couple more spells. I think that would have been a little bit more fun to do, like, different things. But ultimately, like, I liked that at the end I got that lantern with the light and stuff. So, like, it was 
cool. So I did have kind of like a different spell kind of thing that like uh, the GM like gave me. So that was neat. So I didn't have to sit there and study and do a bunch of other kind of stuff like that. I also liked um, like that she just had to go and do this job because that's like our job. It wasn't like I didn't have to pull and tug like, no, well, why are we doing this? Like you have to convince me to go and do this thing. It was just like it was nice. Like we didn't have to like barter for money or for treasures and that was like our main goal because it's usually in Dungeons and Dragons it's like that so this was just kind of like more relaxed like you just go with the story without really fighting it well yeah you guys were part of the DPE yeah the federal organization of paranormal entities yeah it was a federal organization which we we created like on the spot during our practice one run yeah yeah which yeah, they really they cool. wanted a boss, and I didn't really have a boss in mind. And I'm like, okay, well, you're part of the DPE, and I guess you have a boss now, which was Mr. X from <laughs> The Blades in the Dark. We'll just recycle. It was some a good way bigger t- asshole in this one. I oh, liked yeah. it, though, with the phone calls or flip phones and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then fucking pop pop dropping them all the time. Yeah, like we have a bucket <laughs> of just spare phones, which, like, I'm like, <laughs> we have a bucket of spare phones that leads to, like, TRP. I'm like, that's probably terrible. Like, I just re listened to that episode where. <laughs> It was like, oh, here you go, pop up. Here's your, here's your new phone. And you're like, oh, thanks. I really need that. And you like drop it right in your coffee. <laughs> like, seconds later. Were you standing in a hot tub? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it more than standing. Technology. Kids in your technology. Now, um, Anne Marie, how was the game, learning the game itself? Because this was, what, like the third or fourth like tabletop role playing game that you've learned how to play? Yeah, I think it's like the third or fourth. I think you're right. Um, I thought it was pretty easy. Like Anthony said, like the mechanics were pretty simple. Mm -hmm. So I did like that. And then we were able to help each other out like quite a bit. So um, I think that was nice. And like using D6s and just adding early. I'm like, okay, well, do it. Right. Yeah, it was just straight D6s. And then you just add in whatever you needed. Mm -hmm. And like there were small numbers. There was no like oh, my dexterity is 18, so that means really it's actually like I have a plus two or whatever. Plus three. I'm like, math? I'm like, no. No trigonometry is, no. involved. It's like, oh, I have one. Cool. Add one. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I could add one. That's like after like, you know, a couple drinks in, I'm like, I could still do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, buckle up. All right. We're going to move right on. <laughs> We're going to move right along to uh, Sean. Now, you played Simon Beadwetter, a.k.a. Crash. Crash. That's right. All right. So how was uh, playing this character again? Or again. <laughs> Sorry. I had, uh, how would you play this game? Or would you play this game again right next to like all the other stuff? <laughs> it's Agayin. Agayin. How was playing this character for you? What was the creative process in coming up with this? Yeah, I think you and I were super excited to be playing like together in terms of like our characters we were coming up with we were doing stupid voices and shit yeah <laughs> just like well, how extra can we be with this whole thing <laughs> and it's like oh man and what i liked about the game was that there's so many different options of what kind of character you're gonna be and so then i saw the the werewolf thing and was like oh man i could I get to play two characters. <laughs> I don't have to just play one. Uh, but that that was that was uh, pretty rough at the start. And you notice, like, we don't meet Crash till later on because I really wanted to get Simon's character kind of fleshed out as we went through the episodes. And then when I became Crash, I could I could lean into that and explore that character some. So I think it was really fun. And then just organically, right? Organically with my wife, <laughs> you know, he falls in <laughs> love with her, and then you get that that. You know, growing up as a nerd 
and then you know how you get bullied and shit and how your other friends would treat you or how, how people who aren't nerdy would treat you when you're in love with somebody and like getting that inner you know voice play with with crash and simon was kind of fun and i think it, it played out well on on the episodes yeah i think one of everyone's favorite moments from this season was when like uh simon let her go first and then the crash comes in and it's like call her a bitch bitches first <laughs> that was yeah. like I, I hung out with andy yesterday and he was like dude that's my favorite part of that your, your show so far was just call her a bitch <laughs> yeah once i gave your characters the ability to actually communicate it oh, was yeah. it was just fucking money yeah. from there that was perfect yeah. yeah like something that okay i have to be one or the other but then i mean like I found myself like, oh, now they can talk to each other. So anytime I'm like, oh, Simon's saying this and then have Crash come in with some bullshit. (laughs) Simon even got a uh, little redemption there at the end, too, against the fucking giant dickhead Dr. X. I know. Like, you you know, he got to do everything our little nerd selves would want to do to the bully. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was good. And and Hazel got to, you know, got to really like learn about her heritage and, and her her powers. And yeah. Wrapped up really nicely. What about you, O'Neill? Me? How well, did you like playing Pop Pop? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like I didn't give much thought to my character in Blades in the Dark because I was like a little like nervous and everything because it's the first time doing yeah, a podcast. We all were. And like I didn't give much thought, but he ended up being just a badass where I just dumped like all the experience and everything and then like his uh, fighting prowess. And um, yeah, I didn't give much thought. But like on this one, I was like thinking really hardly about like what, what hardly thinking really hard about <laughs> what I wanted to do as far as a character goes. And like one of my favorite shows is the venture brothers. And like, there's an awesome character on there uh, called Colonel gentleman, which I called you like 50 million times. Yeah. In the first four episodes. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's just such an awesome character he in is. that show. And like, yeah, I completely stole him <laughs> and put him in this game. Cause I was like, I want to, I want to play a sexually ambiguous uh, older gentleman who's immortal. That's the difference. Key difference. He can't die. A sexually ambiguous Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that was, that was probably, this has been my favorite character that I played so far on any game. Any probably. Game. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, he was pretty funny. He was. Yeah. Oh, was you great. were, you did great, dude. Yeah. Like you're, 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 yeah. Yeah. And you know, you never know when you're going to see him again. You know, because he kind of disappeared into the multiverse. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. He's following the multiverse, the, uh, the same that we broke. Yeah. <laughs> the following very same. that conga line. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you can actually see him in one of the scenes in Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. You didn't see it. I watched it. <laughs> All right. So the game itself, I asked Anne Marie this question and Anthony but Sean how was this game for you how was the the mechanics and everything like that yeah it felt like it lended itself really well for podcasting yeah like because there's no there's no play mat there's none of that stuff it's just theater of the mind and it flows well the the mechanics that maybe I feel like I didn't and maybe it's just because of who Simon and Crash are I didn't get to explore much was like invest a, a a mystery yeah. or, or read a bad situation um, because Anthony, you did a good job. Like, uh, you know, painting the picture for us. I remember there was one part where I'm like, I'd like to read a bad situation. He's like, you can't read it any better. It's a bad fucking situation. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to use the mechanics. You almost don't need to. 
a little bit, right? Um, well, and that was kind of just the way that I was storytelling, which maybe I should have lightened up a little bit so that you could use the mechanics oh, more. But no, 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 you're fine. I, it just, I went full story mode, so. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't kill it. Uh, you know, I think that the dice rolls, the attacks were very straightforward. I think they did a good job on, like, putting that in front of you so that as you're playing, we can we can easily um, get through that stuff. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. How about you, Anthony O'Neill? Oh, thank you. How you did you ask like me a game? question? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you want me to ask yeah. myself a question? What about you, Anthony O'Neill? Well, I liked it. It's a very straightforward, easy game to play. Because you've played a whole bunch of games like I have. Yeah. Um, like I started back in the '90s playing Dungeons and Dragons, and of course, anyone who knows anything about Dungeons and Dragons says every like four or five years they change the rules up completely. Um, so yeah, this is. I learned AD and D. I learned 3.0, then I relearned 3.5, learned 4th edition, then learned 5th edition, and now they're changing the rules on 5th edition, so that plus Blades in the Dark plus um, Monster of the Week, seven games I've had to learn how to play, and like by far this has been like the easiest one to learn. Call like, Cthulhu. Oh, Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. Yes, please. <laughs> She's looking at you, Sean. Oh, yeah. Me? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, episode over. <laughs> you guys go home. <laughs> go hang out with Actually, go watch my kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this has been one of the easier games to just pick up and run with so far. Like, I liked how, for the most part, we didn't have, like, a binder in front of us, all these rules. It was, like, two sheets of paper. <laughs> Already your game sucks. <laughs> Fuck you. I had a binder. Well, no, I'm saying like, we don't know if we're going to need like all oh. of this, but I'm like, you know, it was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, I'm like, we just have the two sheets of paper. So I'm like, ultimately, like this was probably like a really good starting RPG for someone. Maybe. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that'd be really, if you just want to dip your toe into it or something, mm-hmm. this would be all right the, on the money. The thing that was kind of interesting, too, is that when you do investigate a mystery or read a bad situation, the GM gives you information that the character won't know but the player will know right because it could be something that's happening that's around the corner right but if you success on on that you will you get to act out like how you come upon that information it's kind of crazy i don't think i've seen that before and, and that's a fun mechanic yeah, i like that it doesn't stop and not to trash talk D, but it feels like a lot of mechanics will like stop the story until you figure out what you're doing but in this one, you know, the mechanics are part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even though you're like, I want to investigate a mystery, you're still getting inform- information pertinent to, like, what you're still doing. Yeah. Well, and again, for a podcast, it helped us, like, okay, how do I want to act that out? You know, yeah. like, it's pretty cool. You're not going to have to, like, cut out a bunch because it's non-relevant and it kind of just slows it down and you just right to the point. Yep. Uh, speaking to the point, let's wrap up here with final <laughs> moments. I already, our favorite moments. I already did mine. Anthony, what's your favorite moment from this season? Mm, I think my favorite moment was when uh, Simon punched Dr. X in the face. <laughs> just full on nerd retribution. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Because yeah. he, he was just pushing on you and hitting you and trying to talk down to you and you just fucking had enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good moment. What about you, Anne? Um, I really thought it was really funny that like we... In- 
introduced this Lloyd character like by sneaking up to us. Oh yeah, nobody <laughs> talked about Lo- uh, Lloyd. And, like, and then I just like we just started calling him the Lloyd instead, and just like stuck to the whole thing. I'm like, just I'm like, no, his name is Lloyd, but because I can't help it. Blah, go to bed. Then, <laughs> he was just so silly, like it's just like his just just randomness, and then he just like showed up at the end battle. Like I'm like, you're what? <laughs> Where have you been? What is your deal? Yeah. Then, <laughs> go back to your reality. I also enjoy like you know like Crash was like uh, stuck his head out the, like the window like he really enforced that like the dog thing and like we <laughs> stuck that camera on top of him like during like a scene because I'm like this is what Simon would want like he so duct like, taped it to his chest I believe <laughs> yeah. yeah put it like in a fanny pack of mine it was just hilarious so anyway so I liked that uh, we like really delved in into like different characters and like I thought that was really fun. What about you, Sean? Yeah. I think I think Lloyd, just going back to that, was so funny and random, but he was kind of the Francis of this season. Yeah, uh, it kind <laughs> of was. He yeah. was helpful, and he'd pop up, and he'd just make us laugh. Anything he says. <laughs> yeah. Stupid silliness. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think that... Um, I think I think back to the moments where we just laughed the hardest, right? That was definitely one of them. And then the whole call her a bitch, you know, that whole thing. Um, I think there were so many funny moments between uh, Simon and Hazel and Simon and uh, Colonel Foster because we yeah. <laughs> we're just like us try, like you could tell like Simon's trying to teach him nerdy stuff and, and catch him up on technology and then he's just clumsily in love with with Hazel and they had some good back and forth so those those moments were probably my favorite because it was good role play and it's just we really like you said it was our wheelhouse to jump back into 2003 2004 yeah. you know and, and just like explore that time it's like we made fun of ourselves, you know, like yeah. I'm a terrible driver, like he doesn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. terrible Parker. Yeah, terrible Parker. <laughs> and it was continuous. It was canon. Like we just kept that going, like throughout. And then every time we, I mean, you know, I don't know how it is for the listener, but like we'll we'll park the episode and we'll start going into like, no, no, this is these are these are ints. They move. They're trees. You know, yeah. like we're talking about Lord of the Rings shit, and like, and we're keeping it going, a good back and forth. I, th- I thought that was really fun. What about you, Anthony? I already talked about mine. Oh, did you? Yeah. Call her a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> well, Bitches first! <laughs> do you have another one? No. That now that was, we've that gone was, around the room. That was by far my favorite. Um, well, there was one. There was another scene that was kind of funny. Was I think it was the first time he turned into the crash, that Sean turned into crash and couldn't turn back in. And so I was driving for some reason, and I like, I'm like, holding onto something with one hand and the wheel with the other. And I just kind of did like a full on Ace Ventura park job (laughs) into like a parking space. And yeah, it was just, well, if you think about you have, you're so experienced driving after like how old? Yeah. 200 200 200 years. years. So you went from a buggy to like this. Yeah. Buggy. (laughs) A horseless carriage. (laughs) Anthony, I got to say, yeah, but the, uh, really got, you really got creative with how the story was told again with the intro pieces but also when you like would go into our the big bad would go into our minds and you kind of th- that was a very interesting way to show our origins right and kind of and let the listener know like how these characters came to be and what they're doing um really well done oh thank you i i definitely enjoyed doing that uh, that was a lot of fun to write out even though every time right before we recorded, I ended up like 
erasing a bunch of shit and then having to like rewrite it all because you know adhd brain i've got a million thoughts in my head at any one time yeah uh, i i not to toot my own horn i did really like uh the villain mm. I did like the villain Velish. that i wrote yep. yeah With that was good constantly changing face and mm-hmm. yeah and i'm like how am i supposed to draw that it was really fun taking you guys <laughs> through his castle too yeah because like you get to see all the like fucked up stuff that he got into mm-hmm. before he became what he is yeah oh and the i did like i i think your editing on this season just to put it on that was superior to season one you just got better and better the sounds the effects the i mean everything was spot on you could tell that you really go through the whole thing probably multiple times <laughs> and add yeah. what it needs and i think it's great like every time we would have to be the, the whole crash simon thing when it's coming from inside the head it a always sounded echo, differently yep. yeah, yeah. And, it's, and that just made it way more better you know because otherwise it's just me shouting into a mic yeah <laughs> at random <laughs> Yeah, I I I don't know why it was so funny to me, but like when you guys were when you just got into uh the little crystal palace thing before mm-hmm. you guys really started talking to Helena, just the echo I added while you guys were arguing yeah. and she's just <laughs> oh, sitting yeah. there waiting for you and you guys are so just blah, 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 blah. no no silence uh, no whisper voice. This is how we talk loudy talks at all times. And then Pop Pop brought like a bunch of beers and they're just sitting <laughs> drinking beer before we go. Oh, yeah, dude. Cracking, yeah. I was cracking up so hard during that. The echo does make us sound even more pitiful. Yeah. Like we're in this just, palace and we're just arguing. That just was fucking great. standing there, like hello, the world's ending, and you're just like la la la. <laughs> That's kind of what I was playing on during, like after that moment when Jake kind of got more involved with the story after that, and he would like stop to ask questions and stuff and try to learn how to play the game. I'd be like, come on, let's stop asking questions. We gotta go shave your loved one. That's what I was kind of playing on. Was yeah. we were just wasting our fucking time, and now that he's involved, it's like, oh, now he's wasting our time. <laughs> Um, so final thoughts on this game itself. Would you play this game again, Anthony Gabba? Oh, yes. Yeah. I would try to incorporate the mechanics more. Okay. Would you do one at, say, like a con or (laughs) (laughs) no reason? One of these days. One of these days. We'll get, we'll get you there. We'll, we'll go through all the games. Yeah. At one point or another. I think I'd play this again, but I'd probably see if there was a way to get like more spells or something to do. Mm. I will be a little bit older, you know, more matured. More ma- yeah, that is a kind matured. of an interesting take on the magic users. You don't have this enormous library of spells. You yeah. get like four. Yeah. Yeah. It's but you like, can be descriptive with how you use it. Like it doesn't have to be a fireball. You can be a flaming sword if that's what you want. Well, it can it can also just be scalding hot water. <laughs> it was no, it was like it was like it was like a bolt or like something else. It's like two different ways you can do it. It'd be like a ranged attack or a short attack or something like that. So I don't quite remember right now, but it was very minimal. It was either that or ice or one other thing, like lightning or something. You got three elements. What about two, Sean? I think uh I picked the equivalent of a barbarian in this game. <laughs> and I would pro the you know they have such interesting character builds that you can play with weird powers and different um, advantages and disadvantages. I would play again and I would explore those because I feel like my guy was just kind of, okay, turn into the thing. Do it. Come on, go hit it. You know, like there, there are so many other cool things you can do uh, with these other characters. So I would definitely play again and explore some of those. Cause I do think, uh, Gameplay wise, it would be a lot more fun. Yeah, because you and O'Neill both played monstrous class. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they were insanely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
very yeah. much so. Well like, done. So. Well yeah. done. Yeah. It's almost like we arranged that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I totally like destroyed like that bat guy tree thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The tree. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Pop Pop was a immortal. Yeah. Monstrous. I was like more of a Dorian Gray type monster, whereas you're like the Wolfman. Lupin. Then, Lupin. The third? Yeah, that's where my mind went. <laughs> Sean's been watching anime. Hey! You should be <laughs> watching Professor Star Lupin, Trek. Jesus Christ. Oh. oh. Just say American Potter. Werewolf in London. Potter. No, Harry Potter, <laughs> Professor Lupin, you know. I, I know. Oh. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening to the wrap-up episode of You're season welcome. two. Thanks. I'm yeah, not thanks. talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. How nice. <laughs> Fucking giving me a stroke here. <laughs> Across the table from me is Anthony Gabba. To his left is Anne-Marie Cruz. Across the table from her is her husband. And I, of course, am your host, Anthony O'Neill. Husband doesn't get a name? Nope. He's mine. <laughs> Property. Did I not say Call him a bitch. (laughs) He started rubbing my shoulder and I got distracted. (laughs) Sean Cruz. Hey. And thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more from Oops, We Broke the Multiverse.